Suspend your disbelief. Let yourself be led down a path into the world of the paranormal, where ghosts, shadow people, cryptids, aliens, and all things supernatural dominate. Immerse yourself in a dimension of ominous trepidation with your hosts, Dan, Danny, and Rachel. Welcome to the Phantom Faction Podcast. Welcome to this edition of Phantom Faction Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Dan. And I'm Rachel. Welcome once again. It's one of those weeks where we we went out searching. Yeah. Like for everything. Yeah. Human remains, big <laughs> Bigfoot, and spirits. Right. So we get a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. So we got together with uh, Tony of Ship and uh, Kareen mm-hmm. of Ship. And of course, Rachel was there and Dan was there, myself. That was just the start of it. Yeah, we were able to get together on a patio at the pub, and it's been a long time since a lot of us have been at a restaurant because of COVID. And that's right. I think we were we're more excited about that than actually going to do any uh, <laughs> exactly <laughs> investigating. And we uh, left there at that point and uh, went down to a park. We've investigated the park before, Dan. Yes, it's called yeah. Confederation Park. It's, right. a, it's in Fergus on Queen Street, mm-hmm. right behind the old hospital and runs along the Grand River. And we did an investigation there a couple years ago. It had tons of interaction, lots of EVPs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where you had that funny uh, yeah. EVP where, what'd you say, like, can you can you say something to me? Or um, Tony had his, his, the box going and everything, and everybody's kind of, yeah, kind of surrounding him at the time. And uh, at that point, uh, we were just kind of approaching. Tony had said, he goes, are there any uh, spirits here or something along that line? Are there any ghosts here? Are there any spirits that want to talk to us, right? And just on my recorder, you can hear this, this voice come out, go, ooh. <laughs> smart-ass spirit, <laughs> yeah, right? Smart-ass spirit. And yet, I caught nothing else like on that recorder after that. But mm-hmm. uh, and it didn't catch on Tony's, but it caught no. on mine. And it was earlier, because I, I think I got there first, and I went down the the shorter path. Mm-hmm. And I you know, was asking, I had my digital recorder going, and I said, you know, can you tell me who you are, blah, blah, blah. And just as I started to walk back to the clearing, something went <laughs> in my recorder. <laughs> right. It sounded like a, like a raspberry, yeah, like a kid exactly. or something else. Yeah. But it wasn't me, I'll tell you that. Yeah. And, uh, but it was, maybe it was the same guy. Yeah. You know, the, the horsing around with us. The smart ass spirit in the forest. But yeah. we did get a lot of good EVPs uh, yeah, Tony at that time because we did, we did say, uh, can you tell us what town this is? And a voice went, this is Fergus. Right. You know, and which was really cool and we you know I played it back in real time because I did a burst EVP session on my phone mm-hmm. I think I still have it but it's not very it's very quiet right but we also got a growl yeah from the parking lot mm-hmm. um, it was almost as soon as Tony got out of the car too yeah is it the first time or the second the first time first time okay and uh, yeah it was very interesting yeah. and Michelle mm-hmm. who wasn't unfor- was uh, unfortunately wasn't with us the second time picked up on a lot of native spirits. Right. And Rachel, and we didn't tell Rachel anything about our previous investigation. And what did you you pick up on as soon as you got your feet into the park? The first thing I said was, whoa, there's a lot of natives here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I could see them just kind of walking by us. It was... It was almost like they were just following their a path or, or mm-hmm. whatever. Do you think it was they were intelligent or were more of a residual because it was well like a loop? 
some of a ghost loop. Yeah, <laughs> I th- kind of think there was some intelligence because, in my mind, I could hear oh white people, and they backed up away from us, and then they weren't as close to us as we were mm-hmm. continuing our investigation. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, part of me was like, hmm, they're kind of noticing us here. (laughs) The layout of this park um, is, I mean, people like to hike, bring their dogs down there and stuff like that. Uh, We had the park to pretty much, I didn't see anybody else. No. We were lucky, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and it was uh, pretty dark at the time. It was about uh, 9 or 10 at that time, 9.30. It was just starting to set when we got there, and then it got dark real quick, I think. Yeah, Uh, but the river runs in behind it. Mm-hmm. And so there's little pathways that also lead down to the river, and uh, ideal, I would say, for a settlement for natives uh, back in that time. I'm saying. Well, the river is a food source, water source. Yeah, and it's yep. a it's a path, right? Right. Yep. You stick to the river, you're not going to get lost. Uh, there's sort of a what it, what is that? What would you call that canopy there? That it kind of looks like a a, te- yeah. a teepee. Yeah, it it does, and it, I, I'm a, sure it's, it's represented like a, that way. Yeah, it, it's kind of. They used to have picnic benches under it, but they took them away because yeah. of COVID, so people don't congregate. Mm-hmm. But it's it's kind of like a, a big wooden teepee with shingles yeah. on it. Yeah, it's very big. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's big. And yeah. that's where I got the This is Fergus EVP. Right. And that and Tony and I heard footsteps in the grass behind us at the time. And we looked back and yeah. there was nothing there. Right. But it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, what we picked up this time is we were standing under there and we were... Uh, talking, uh, trying to get them to go, and uh, I guess trying to get some EVPs as well as uh, get the EMF meters going. Uh, but Tony had his his special light on there on his camera. Oh, he he had a, quite the contraption going this yeah. time. <laughs> he yeah. looked like he was ready to capture anything. He had the, the FLIR camera going, and he had yeah. his ultraviolet. I don't know night vision. He had all sorts of contraptions all hooked up to one. Yeah. So that and he would have, was that would have freaked anybody out. Yeah, he was standing to the outside. Yeah, but you picked up right away and said, "But the spirits were afraid of yeah of all that light. Yes, and, or yeah. the different kinds of lights. I don't think they've seen that before. So no. no. And one EVP that I've already listened to from just the you know a couple mm-hmm. days ago, you said something about oh they're backing away, mm-hmm. and this voice, crystal clear, a male voice went, they're backing away. And that was the one that I texted you. I kind of sound like a smoker, like a yes. uh, kind of guy. And I was like, well, that's not me. That's not Tony. That's not Danny. Mm-hmm. And I played it a whole bunch of times. And it was like a spirit saying, backing away. <laughs> and they were repeating what you said. And it was cool. And uh, wow. I did get I did get a lot of female EVPs so far. And I'm only about half an hour into my recording. So we still have like right. an hour to go. Sure. But hopefully I'll get cracking on that. Maybe tonight and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But it is a very active park. What actually was the lure to go to that park, Dan? Like, is it just the the history uh, of Fergus? Or? I don't even know. I don't even know why we went there the first time. I can't even remember. Right. I, I yeah. think it was like because we're always thinking. Well, we're always indoors. Right. We're always going to homes and businesses and mm-hmm. and other places. And I don't. Know, maybe it was Michelle that said, "Hey, let's try the park." And it didn't disappoint. No, it didn't, no. And it just seemed like, well, it's summertime. It's hotter than hell out. We're all sweating like crazy. 
and uh, we thought, well, let's do something outdoors because of yeah. COVID too. We're not stuck inside. Right. You know, we're trying to be good. And we said, oh, let's do the park again. So maybe we should try a different park. Oh, exactly. You know, and it's like I always said, they're everywhere. So if you think you're alone at the beach or the mm-hmm. park or McDonald's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're not alone. They're there. Any of the amateur investigators out there, you can oh, check yeah. these parks out. And then, of course, cemeteries too. Mm-hmm. So. Never, had, never had much... Uh, well, when we, Michelle and I did the cemetery in Fergus one night. Mm. Uh, she had a dear friend that passed away, and we went to her headstone. We tried to get her to communicate, but didn't have any luck. Right. And then we tried, you know, walking. It's a big cemetery. Yeah. It's been there for probably 150 years, or for however, however long the town's been there. And uh, I don't think we got one EVP. Yeah. So, I mean, why would you want to hang out in a cemetery yeah, if you're a spirit? That's what right? I always you, thought. You're going to go young. home. You're going to go to your favorite pub. You're going to yeah. go. Well, and that was the other thing. You picked up on oh. a bunch of spirits at the pub. At the pub, oh, yes. Right. Yes. And did you ever, was there anything else? Because you picked up on a man carrying a huge sack. Yeah. And yeah. he kept going back and forth yeah. uh, between, on the, the patio, right? It looked like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a... Solid guy, bigger guy. He had a uh, dark facial hair, dark hair, and yeah, he just kept kind of moseying on by, doing his his work. Mm-hmm. There was a lady that looked like she was going out for sneak a smoke break or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she just kind of walked over to the river, and it to me it looked like she was like rolling a smoke. Did they notice you? Did they notice that you could see them? The guy did. The lady did not. Oh, really? Yeah, the guy... So you didn't mention it No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he walked over to the table and just kind of stood there and walked back over like, what yeah. are you no, doing? <laughs> we, we have done an, an investigation at that pub, mm-hmm. and we won't name the pub because we don't have permission, mm-hmm. but I did write about it in my book. Did you read, Did you get to that part yet? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we did pick up on a spirit. This is when John was still around. It was before the podcast, too. Yep. And Tony messaged John and said, oh, we're going to do an investigation tonight. And he didn't say anything. He said, that that's all he said. And John immediately messaged him back and said, you going to a pub? Mm-hmm. And Tony was like, yep. And he says, there's an old guy there who died like 100 years ago, and he is not happy you guys are coming. <laughs> and I think that might be him. And his name was Walter. Oh, okay. Because we got a strong EVP several times from him, and he told us his name. Wow. Because uh, I had asked him, I said, you know, is anybody here, can you tell me your name? And this man went, you know, with this really thick Scottish accent, he said, Walter, no, get out. (laughs) And uh, it was really cool. And I'm probably pretty sure that was him. Okay, wow. Yeah, because he died in the basement there. Apparently he had drowned in a vat of something. Because that building has been everything from a police station, a real estate mm-hmm. you know, a place, a video rental, um, apartments, a library, uh, yeah. you name it. Because it's old, right? It's oh, yeah. probably 200 years old. Maybe he was from carrying those big heavy sacks and he... Well, I think maybe he, <laughs> he had a stroke or a heart attack oh. or whatever <laughs> and went face first yeah. into this vat and, and died, right? But he's still hanging out in the pub, and he's still working away, still apparently, working with, away. His, with the sack over his shoulder. I mean, that whole strip, the whole town. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, if anybody wants to come out to Fergus, let us know, Yeah. and we'll take you on a, a little guided ghost tour. And... Yeah, I just love it. Uh, 
you know, I, I love the history of the buildings, and I, I just love going there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and Laura, just anywhere in that area is, is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Good shopping, too. <laughs> good shopping, good pubs. <laughs> Order the wings. Yes. Right? Yeah. There was also that um, shadow up, up in the window. Oh, that, up in the apartments yeah, above. That it wasn't very clear, but every once in a while I could catch that, but I couldn't see mm-hmm. who but, the heck was up there. Now, getting back to the park, you also had an interaction with a male spirit, which might have been the guy saying they were backing up or backing away. Right. That. Um, so I had a guy, it looked, well, to me, the image that he kept giving me was that he fell off the side of the the little cliffy there. Yeah, the bank or whatever. Bank. Mm-hmm. But when I looked out, the water was a lot higher than what it actually is. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he just slipped and hit his head and drowned or something, or right. if he got taken away by the water and he couldn't swim. I don't right. know. But I could just repeatedly see him falling down. Yeah, it's a very rocky area, right? Mm-hmm. So even if he just slipped on the rocks and hit his head. And... But what about the other guy? Oh, Chloroform, the chloroform guy. guy. We, we called him the chloroform guy. <laughs> yeah, I remember you picked up on. Yes, so that one was kind of weird. It was almost like he was trying to like spook me and put something on my face, you mm-hmm. know. And it was just like that's mm-hmm. why he assumed it chloroform. But what? I wonder if it was like doc, the ghost of Doctor Groves or one of his henchmen. Yeah, know? exactly. Like, that's how. Let's just grab somebody from yeah. the woods here. <laughs> because Doctor Groves, who the hospital's named after. Mm-hmm. He was the first doctor in the world to do an appendectomy. He's the one that, you know, developed it, developed it, and everything. And the rumors are, and I think they're more than rumors, mm-hmm. is that he used to pay people mm-hmm. to dig up fresh bodies, okay, to practice on. Because back then, people didn't donate their bodies to science. Absolutely. You know, that was like taboo. And I often wonder, like, where did he, you know, where did, what did he do with the remains after? And they might be buried in that park for all we know. Right. And maybe he captured some live subjects too. So maybe that was one of his guys and, you know, that was his MO. Came yeah. up behind people and knocked them out with. You wouldn't have much whatever. of a chance once yeah. that was on your penalty. No, and the hospital's right there. Yeah. Apparently, even though he was a smart doctor, you know, scientist kind of, apparently he wasn't the best kind of person with his patients and treated people pretty poorly. But that's only rumors, too. Can't, mm-hmm. can't confirm. I never felt threatened, and I don't know whether you did nope. or not. I no. mean, we, we definitely felt different energies as yes. we walked through, though. Yeah. There would be spots of heaviness. and You and yeah. I both got that pressure in our chest. We went into the one section, the middle yeah. section. There was something there. There was definitely something there. There was a lot more energy there than the rest of the evening, <laughs> I mm-hmm. found. Yeah, <laughs> right. So this... Second part of our tour then led us <laughs> our to... Our tour? Yeah. <laughs> uh, led us to Alora and... No, it's still Fergus. Oh, it's still Fergus? Yeah. In between the A Boyne. A Boyne, <laughs> yeah. A Boyne, they call it. That's right. So you have the Wellington County Museum, which we've talked about on the show lots of times because yeah. we did an investigation there. Uh, there is a cemetery that is not too far from there that was uh, actually for the Wellington uh, the poor house. The poor house at the time, because it was the house of ill repute, as they called it. <laughs> yeah, the sort of, you know, single moms ended up, people with mental health right. issues, disabilities, seniors. Yeah. You know, people that were alone. 
Yeah, it's it's a gorgeous place. Uh, if with, you ever with get a, a very chance. sad history, right? If you ever get a chance to go to the Wellington County Museum, go. Yes. And they do not hide the fact that it was this home at one time. Uh, they have pictures of people that uh, have go to been the there. gift shop and buy a book. <laughs> it says Dan Hammond on the title. <laughs> so I've always wanted to go to the, the, I've heard about the cemetery, and there was a, a pathway that leads all the way over there. You can walk that, or you can drive up a little bit, and there's a parking lot. You can go over the old railway bridge. And a lot of people don't know that there. it's there. Right. You, you pass it a million times, but unless you look and see the plaque. Yep. You know, there's nothing really stating that this was the cemetery. And there's yeah. no... There's only like four markers. Right. There's no individual headstones or crosses. Yeah. And like one one headstone, which and they're very small, like the size yeah. of a, a cereal box. Mm-hmm. It says 97 people buried. Right. You know, you go to the other one, it says 86 people buried, and it shows right. like between the years. But yeah. it just gives the years. You know, it's pretty sad that... Right. And you wonder if they had proper burials back then, mm. if they had caskets, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, if they had their last rites, depending on whatever religion you yeah. know they followed because I, I think a lot of them were just dumped down there and yeah you know. i think yeah. there's a lot of mass graves there mm-hmm. yeah, definitely you would yeah. never know it was there really no like, yeah. you could drive by it every single day and never know it was there right it's so well kept too that yeah. even if you were just doing a walk and it's pretty small know you were for, in for, there exactly yeah. so over 600 people died in that building right Every one of them is listed. And they say only 300 or so are actually buried in the cemetery. Mm -hmm. And it's not big. No. It's like an acre, maybe? Yeah. About an acre, I guess. So you, yeah, like, you know they're piled on top of each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you got to wonder where the other 300 are. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, unless some family members collected them out of, you know, uh, guilt or (laughs) whatever. Yeah. Or they're scattered in other locations or they cremated I don't know if they cremated people 150 years ago or Uh, I remember when we did the investigation at the Wellington County Museum and I was talking about an experience that I had in the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) don't we all have experiences there but um and they they said that that's where they used to take the bodies that was that was the location of the morgue right so they would take the bodies out of there and then down the <laughs> So when you're in there path. doing your business, yeah. you were, you know, if you had a time machine, you'd be surrounded by dead yeah. people. So, yeah, they would just... We should take, take Rachel them. in there. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, we, we talked about that on the way home, about yes. you've got to go there. We'll and, uh, have to carry her out in a straitjacket. <laughs> no faith, no faith. <laughs> no faith, yeah. But all in all, it, it's a well-kept place, uh, well worth going to. It's a beautiful spot. And we did capture um a few things on the on the ghost box yep and uh because uh, tony tony said are there am i standing on any bodies and a male said yeah just to your left yeah to your left yeah <laughs> and it was clear yep exactly so oh and we also yep. forgot about the the one uh right when uh oh. we were walking back in the spirit box the voice came through and said hi Kareen yes and it was crystal clear and poor Kareen stopped in her tracks and she was <laughs> yeah. like oh my god yeah because we did the whole round table thing where we you know said our names and that and then yeah as soon as Kareen said her name then Kareen's got a friend yeah hi Kareen <laughs> yeah yeah she kind of went <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah she stopped dead in her tracks yeah like, Whoop. again there we are you know after 10 p.m. at night but not wanting to like 
run out of there afraid or anything. No, it was no. it was very calm and peaceful, really. Yeah. Cemeteries usually are. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we hope. <anyway. laughs> we hope. Unless you know the zombies are start to claw their way out one night. Well, before you said, why would why do you want to hang out at a cemetery anyway? For right? sure. So. I think there would be a lot more action at the buildings. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, where they actually were living, where they actually mm-hmm. worked. Uh, the horse barn there is a weird place. Very active. Yeah. That's where Tony got that picture of that huge shadow man. Yeah. Standing in the doorway. Yeah. Made me look small. <laughs> look like Bigfoot standing in the, the doorway. Yeah. Yeah, when we had went in there previously, and you guys were all in there, and I did the little tour, and they've got like a big plastic horse in there, you know, just to kind of show you where life size, yeah, slide still, yep, yeah, (laughs) and that it was that's what it was meant for, but such a heavy feeling in that barn. Not that I was afraid, but I just was like, I gotta get out for some air. Tony did come up with a lot of EVPs from, from the barn, yeah, tons of them. Yeah. We did a presentation. We had so much stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was cool. We'll yeah. have to do it again. Oh, yeah. Going on little tours, parks, cemeteries. Yeah, it doesn't always have to be a grand affair where we got night mm-hmm. vision cameras set up and no. the uh, temperature gun out and, yeah. you know, the EMF meters and the mail meters and all you need is your recorder and a flashlight. Yeah, right? exactly. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's nice when you capture something moving. Yep. But... That's yeah. few and far between. Yeah, I, I took quite a few pictures. I didn't see anything that was, you know. We did catch it, an orb at the park. It, it wasn't a bug. Remember the one that you and I saw? Yeah. And uh, uh, you took a picture too, where you saw like a white. Yes. Oh and yeah. I have that one, right. and I have one that's What's very a, misty. A mist yes, the misty one. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that was when I pointed you to that direction. I said, "There's some natives over there." Right. Right. But yeah, when you're taking pictures like that, and, and that's why you have and, to and, take like three yeah. or four of the exact same location. Right. Like, right. don't move. Yeah. Because if there is something there, then you're like, okay. Yeah. There's something here. And I know Tony keeps saying, "Take a lot of pictures. Take a lot of pictures." Right. So, uh, a lot of them. Just they don't turn out as well as you think that they will, or uh, or the flash captures something or reflects off of something. So it's you know sometimes it's better not to use a flash, but if you don't use it, you don't see anything at all. Yeah. Right? So stuff to look for in photos and stuff. It's um, it could be another subject for for another podcast, but mm-hmm. you know and stuff to look for. Uh, even in your own photos, because I know even a lot of times now, uh, go open the cedar chest and look at my, my mom and dad's old photos and their photos of their moms and dads, right, my grandparents, and and it's just like, well, look at that weird thing in the window or whatever, right? You wow, know, yeah. There's a lot of strange things mm-hmm. that, uh, that you can pick up, but, but what is it? I've never trusted, I could be wrong, but I've never really trusted stuff in windows uh, only for the fact that the camera can reflect off of it. Yeah, or, the glare or... Yeah, it could be a curtain. It might be just, a dirty window and you see right. something in, like, what's it called? Peridoria? Or what's that that fancy name for when you see something? Like, you see, I see a unicorn in the clouds. So oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Pedoria, yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's different things. But that could be another subject for mm-hmm. uh, some other time. Speaking of photos, yes. before we get going on other stuff, Tony sent me 
a photo that John had taken. Now, now if you've been listening to the podcast, you know all about John, mm-hmm. and you know he had to leave because of all the paranormal activity. He just wanted to distance himself from anything and everything. But poor John still has stuff visiting him at home. A lot of dark, malicious stuff. I, I think the guy should just move. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, but. He took a. He's been seeing something coming out of the wall, in his living room, mm-hmm. and he took a picture. And he says it keeps changing, keeps uh, morphing into something that it's not. And so he took a picture and he sent it to Tony and said, "Can you send it to Dan? Because he he won't even interact with you and I directly right. in case something picks up on it and follows him home, right? Yeah. But <laughs> that's okay. I, I respect that." But he sent me this picture, and it's nothing but the wall. And there's the glare from the lamp that's in the corner. Mm-hmm. And I looked at this picture, and Tony didn't tell me a darn thing. And I could see this man coming through the wall. And he was huge. Like, his head was massive. Like, his eye was like the size of an avocado. And he had long dark hair, a long dark beard. He almost looked like you know like renditions of Rasputin, right? And he, he it didn't look. He looked serious, but he didn't look evil, per se. And I saw it right away. And then Tony uh, sent me what John had said at the comments, and he says this huge guy. And he's got the long dark hair and the beard and everything else. And then we showed the picture to Rachel at the pub the other night. Yeah. And you picked up on all the exact same things yeah. that John and I did. <laughs> and poor Danny's looking. And Tony are looking at the picture like, we don't see anything. Yeah. And Tony says, I don't see anything. Do yeah. you see anything? And I'm like, I see a wall. With no, but I could see like the guy's eye, the eyebrow, <laughs> like the beard, the hair. And he, like his head was like the size of a propane tank. Or bigger. Yeah, yeah. So, and poor John is like, you can't figure out if it's that big John spirit that used to harass him or if it's something else that we yeah. don't want to talk about too much. So, hopefully, you know, poor John can figure it out and yeah. get rid of it somehow. Yeah, it was quite amazing that you pulled All up. three of us got, yeah. John, Rachel, and I got all the exact same thing from yeah, the photo. That was pretty cool. Tony and yeah. I, uh, handing you that, we're convinced <laughs> that it was nothing, you know. Yeah. Did Kareem look at it? I don't yeah. And, and she, she was like, I don't see a darn she thing. She didn't see anything either, yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know. We're just us weirdos that can see that <laughs> stuff, right? Yeah. So. It's a left brain, right brain thing, yep. maybe. Yep. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. You're listening to Phantom Faction Podcast. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. So you did uh, I've been an adventure busy. once again. Yeah, I've been a busy guy. Yeah. I've had a couple adventures. Adventures, sorry. Mm-hmm. First day with my new mouth. <laughs> uh, Christine and Peter from North Bay, and we've had them on the podcast. And it was quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. Back, uh, that yeah. was, They were the first guests that John had brought in. And they, Peter owns, technically, uh, Ontario Sasquatch. And they have been... Uh, Bigfoot researchers, Sasquatch researchers for many, many years. And that's how they got together. They're both uh, lost their spouses very close to one another. And they believe that the spirits of their spouses brought them together. And they both, like Peter loves the cryptid 
stuff, the paranormal. Mm -hmm. And and Christine is also a psychic medium as well. She uh, astral travels and dream time all, uh, quite a bit. And I think she can do some remote viewing as well. Mm -hmm. She's really good at connecting with animals for some reason. Hmm. So, and I've, I've kept in contact with them ever since we had them on the podcast. I think it was when we first started. It, it was like, I was going to bring up which episode it was, but it wasn't too far in from, from when we started. And they've been telling me about this location up north, northern Ontario, just outside of Sudbury, and tons of Bigfoot activity. They've had tons of sightings, They've uh, people have found footprints, and all sorts of stuff. So I said, why don't you come up? It was a beautiful weekend, like it was hot, sunny, uh, I got to do some fishing, you know, I went out on on the lake with Peter and mm -hmm. out on the pontoon boat and I, I love that stuff because I used to have a cottage and used to have boats and fortunately that's not part of my life anymore. But they were telling me about this location, this specific location where the two of them and this young guy, he looked like he was in the mid-twenties, his name is Lance, um, where this, this guy Lance has seen... Uh, Sasquatch on two different occasions in the same area and they were like about a year apart so he goes out on his uh, he's got one of those side-by-side -side, uh, ATVs a UTV I think they call them right. so he goes barreling out there and he's he's seen them twice and you can tell it's affected him because he goes out and he's like armed to the teeth <laughs> he looks right? like wow. he's out of uh, the road warrior he, you know, he's got the huge can of bear repellent. He's got a pistol that shoots blanks. Uh, apparently, he used to go out and he'd have like two machetes crossed, you know, on his back like Deadpool with his, with his swords. But he was ready for action, right? And Peter, Christine, and Lance went out not too long ago to this location and they had rocks thrown at them. And they weren't like little handheld stones they were like boulders so it's a very marshy area and it runs along the side of a really dense forest and hydro lines and whatever was there wanted them to leave so started pitching these boulders at them and they could hear it hitting the water it wasn't like a bloop it was like a curse bloosh like 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 if i did a cannonball in the water okay you know kaboof and it kept like getting closer and closer to them and, and it was basically like we want you out of here right so they left and peter said well why don't you come up because you're right into the the sasquatch stuff and i was like yeah sure i've got the time to go up and and uh we went out the one night and the mosquitoes my god were horrendous like i was bathed in raid or or, okay. or muscal or whatever like, I don't like putting that stuff on because it's sticky and stinks. Pretty much have to there. But, yeah. man, I've never seen more mosquitoes in my life. Mm -hmm. It was awful. Like, the, uh, Christine and Peter were wearing bug suits, and they had the, the mesh over their right. heads and everything. And uh, Lance and I just, like, just sprayed all this stuff <laughs> all over us. We reeked of bug repellent. But we went out there, and it's a beautiful spot. There's, there's a trail that goes off the main road, and it's about 21 kilometers in. I don't know what that would be in miles. Probably, what, 15, 16 miles? Probably, yeah. Down this dirt road, and then you go down this ATV path 
to the location. So you're in the middle of nowhere. There's nobody out there. And we were there for a couple hours. We did some knocking, some tree knocking. No responses. And I did some whoops, like some woo woo woo. Mm-hmm. And nothing. So I broke away from the group. They all sat down on a rock and were waiting, you know, for something to appear or some sign. And I found this huge boulder and I laid down on the boulder and I thought, well, I'm just going to lay here and and see if I hear anything or pick up on anything, see if I can use my, you know, spidey senses or whatever. (laughs) And to my left, many, many hundreds of yards away, I heard a thud, 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 thud. It almost sounded like something beating its chest or stomping on the ground. And whatever it was, was super heavy because it you could you almost feel it and I continued to lay on the rock I didn't jump up or anything you know turn my head to look in that direction and then about 15 minutes later right behind me in the trees I heard like a and I shot up so (laughs) bloody fast like I've never done a sit up (laughs) so quick in my life and I mean, I don't have any, uh, I've never had any real interaction with black bears. I mean, I've seen them up north. You know, you go to the dump, they're always there, you know, ripping people's garbage bags apart. I've never heard a bear make any noise. I know they can growl maybe a little bit, like like brown bears, grizzly bears do, but I don't know about black bears. And I know deer can make huffing noises, especially if there's something around, they try and warn each other. Mm -hmm. But this was like a really deep guttural, And I shot up, and I looked back, and I was like, hmm, maybe I should go join the rest of the group. And I kept getting drawn to an area down the hydro lines, but right next to the the forest. And for some reason, I I kept looking there, looking there, and I told Christine that, because she's very sensitive. And I said, you know, I I don't know if she was picking up on anything at the time, but... When I was laying on the rock, I heard a, uh, someone clacking stones together. And when I came back, I said, did you guys hear that clacking? They said, oh, that was us. We were responding to something that we heard that sounded like rocks clacking in the bush. I was like, oh, like, did you, did they, did it respond again? She said, no. So I tried it. And of course, I, I pick up the most brittle rock that I can find, and it shattered as soon as I whacked it against another rock. I was like, oh, you know, that's great. So we started to leave, and we had brought, uh, Peter and Christine had brought a watermelon for a gift, and we had stopped at the chip wagon for dinner, so they had this huge thing of fries that <laughs> they'd left too. So going to give the uh, Sasquatch cholesterol <laughs> right. Issues, right? And I took th- and I took three little crystals, because apparently they like really shiny rocks and stuff. And I had it in a little pouch, and we left it there when we came in. And when we when we left, it was still there. I imagined it would be, but we left the food there. And I took the crystals and I gave it to Lance because I said, "Well, he co- he goes in there all the time." I said, "Well, you put it in a location where only you would know where it is, and when you come back, see if it's gone." So we hung it up on a tree on the outside of the path, so anybody coming down the path wouldn't see it. So if it's gone, you'll know that something has taken it. So when we were leaving, we were crossing this, this big wooden bridge 
which is over this marshy area. About 300 yards away, you hear the this tree knocking. And I've never experienced that yet. To them, it's like old news. Right. It's like when we, we hear EVPs or see ghosts, it's like, ah, big deal, right? But I stopped and I was like, and I looked at Peter and Christine and they were nodding at me like, yep, that's, that's a Sasquatch. Like, what else could it be? Like, there's no yeah. humans for miles and miles and miles. So I took my wooden club that I had and I knocked it against the side of the bridge. And I, I think I did like three or four times. Exact response from the bush. I, I knocked three times. It came back three times. I would knock and I would put like a little bit of a pause in it. I would like knock, knock, knock. It came back exact. And we did this back and forth for about a good 10, 15 minutes. And then they stopped. And I said, well, let's see if they're still there. So I did a, a knocking pattern and it came right back exact same. Hmm. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. And you know, I, I, like what else would it be? You know, I know yeah. you're, you're on the fence about the Bigfoot phenomena. Right. But I, I don't know. I've heard so many people, Bigfoot researchers, talk about the tree knocking. I just watched a documentary last night on Amazon about it and guys were knocking on the trees and getting responses and everything else and apparently that's a way that they communicate they they locate each other by knocking on the tree that's their texting oh, <laughs> right <geez>. right <laughs> and it, you know what else would duplicate that pattern unless it was another human right and i gotta tell you there's no bloody way there was another human back there because they would have got eaten alive by mosquitoes there's <laughs> there was no vehicles Right. on the, the road uh, we didn't pass anybody we didn't see any cars parked on the end there was nothing on the ATV trail and it looked like no one had been down there in a long long time hmm. so this pattern of going back and forth with the tree knocking was really cool and at first you know, when we were leaving I was like oh crap you know, we didn't hear anything didn't see anything but then they knocked first yep. and I was like wow that's really cool so it was a neat experience. Oh, yeah. You know, I can't say, yes, it was Bigfoot, but right. they've had tons of sightings up there. Mm -hmm. um, footprints, all sorts of stuff. And, oh, and of course, I'm, I'm telling someone else's story, but they're, they're trying to get me to go back up to the, another location, which is fairly close to where they are, I believe. So it's a lot of cottage country, tons of lakes. You know, you ever been in northern Ontario? It's nothing but forest and water. Mm -hmm. And I think we have more lakes than, you know, yeah. than anybody. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So there's a guy who is on an island. He has a cottage on an island. You have to take a boat there from the marina. And apparently he has been up there for a couple of weeks and has had tons and tons of what he's calling Bigfoot interactions and, and they're not good. He's had pounding on the walls of his cottage at night. Jeez. He's heard the whooping at all hours. Usually you only hear it at night according to the so-called experts but he's been getting it uh, a, lot of, a lot of times at seven o'clock in the evening when it's still bright out. Um, he was fishing not far from shore in a tree was pushed 
and it came, and he, I saw a picture of it where this tree just went and it came down right in his direction but he was in the boat and apparently he's had four trees pushed down on his property within the past few days or past week and this poor guy you know he wants to get the hell out of there and now he's talking about putting a tree stand up and blasting them with a <laughs> high powered rifle and Peter is like no no don't do that but I'd love to go up there and see if I can experience any of this as well yeah um it kind of uh, bothers me that you can only get there by boat because if you have to make a hasty retreat, you're either it's swimming right. like Aquaman across <laughs> the lake, or you know, or wow. your Bigfoot food. Did yeah. he uh, forget to leave out the fries or something? Well, that's the the one thing I said was well because we got in a group chat. You know, he's talking about getting a gun and you right. know, I'm like, oh, dude, don't do that. I said, well, you know, you guys have to share the space. And maybe show them, you know, that you're friendly. Leave some gifts out. Maybe if you catch some fish, throw them up on shore for them. Um, you know, leave some watermelon, some apples. They apparently they love apples. Just stuff like that. Peanut butter. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe things will quiet down. They'll be like, oh, this guy's not so bad. <laughs> he leaves us gifts, right? Yeah. And we won't twist his head off his shoulders. Yeah. That was exactly my thought too. Is Leave them some gifts. Yeah. Yep. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not totally, I, I, I believe there's something for sure. And I, I don't think it's a bear. I don't think it's a moose, but <laughs> no, um, you know, the, the grunting could have been a moose. I don't know. Like they, Oh, for sure. There's yeah. tons of moose up there. Right. Lots of black bear deer. Yeah. But as far as, as Bigfoot's, I, I honestly, I do believe that they're there, but I also believe that they're they can form right into another world, or that you know that we can't see them at, right. at times and uh, Interdim interdimensional. Right? Yeah, I I think they and they play with us a lot. Like you know, like I said, it's like okay, let's give them a show and then knock. But I think yeah, yeah, I think they only let you see them if they want to. Yeah, or they're totally you know wrapped up in whatever they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, and you might stumble upon one because you hear stories where, right? You know, one the guy will be walking down a path, and one will stand up right in front of him, right? And you're just like, oh shit! Like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. You know, and the Bigfoot runs one way, and the guy runs the other way, and yeah, they, they neither one of them looks back. Yeah. So, yeah, and I, I do think that they're they're timid toward human beings. Um, there are stories though of, I mean, we've talked about missing people and. We, we might relate it to mm. well if anybody is interested in that sort of thing uh, if you look at David Polites the missing 411 the Can-Am project right you got me uh, looking he, at that he yeah. is fascinating like and he never says it's Bigfoot or it's aliens or paranormal he just he just reports facts and he says I'll let you decide right and but they've had people like the similarities Right. Of, of people that have gone missing is just wild. Hmm. Walking through the woods. And then they just disappear. Jeez. Yeah, and sometimes they're found, like they find their clothes mm -hmm. and they're always folded and on a pile of rocks and sometimes they're inside out and their shoes are missing and, you know, and all sorts of crazy stuff. You know, Interesting. And, and whenever, and there have been a lot of times where search parties have gone to look for people and like, 
a special forces unit shows up or a, a SWAT team and they're like what are you guys here oh we're here to help you search well why have you got machine guns and yeah. and uh, grenade launchers and all this stuff <laughs> you know Mm-hmm, that's kind of yeah, like the weird. one the one story from BC where uh, an RCMP tactical team came out of the bush, and the guys were like, "Oh, are you here to like? What are you guys doing here?" And he said, "Oh, we're to help. You know, we're looking for this missing fisherman." And they said, oh, "Okay, uh, you know, it's odd that they're decked out in all their gear." <laughs> and he, and the guy said, and the the head officer said, "But just don't search up this side of the mountain." We don't want you going up there. You can search everywhere else, but don't go up there. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're like, well, that's where we were going to search. He's like, no, don't go up there. Mm-hmm. You know. And then they ask for, uh, through the Freedom of Information Act, a copy of the report. And it's so redacted. It's just like black, blacked yeah. out. And it's like, yeah, we were here. The end. <laughs> and the whole middle of it is, is right. blacked right out. So there's something going on out there. And I think... Uh, I think the government and some people know a lot more than they let on. Yeah, I think so. But, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they would ever disclose. I mean, I, I know they're starting to slowly disclose the aliens, you know, the UFO stuff. But I don't know if they would ever do that with Sasquatch. Yeah, because... Because then you be... might get every guy in, out there with a high-powered rifle mm, and thinking, well, yes. I'm going to shoot one of these and... I'm going to be famous, right? Super or rich. hunter, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I'm all for hunting, but not Sasquatch. No. Because if you miss, you're a dead man. Yeah. <laughs> and there's been reports of stuff like that too, right? Oh, yeah. I would say if uh, Sasquatches became, they started to move into the, the towns and <laughs> affecting people, you know. Okay, yeah, maybe then. <laughs> uh, then you might have to do something, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, they're, they're one, minding their own business. One really. bangs off the hood of your car. <laughs> yeah. they got to put Sasquatch crossing signs up now. Yeah. Is there a movie about that? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, right now, there's no proof of them, you know, attacking humans or... No proof. No proof. No, yeah. Lots of missing people. Right. But no, like you said, no real proof. No proof that we know of. No. Yeah. Do you believe in them? I've never really asked you about no. uh, the cryptid stuff. I, You're open-minded? Yeah, but, I'm open-minded, so I don't have a reason not to. Right. So. Yeah, I, I don't think that they're a big ape, like an undiscovered ape species. I think there's something right. very paranormal to them. Right. So I think they have some abilities that we can't fathom or, you know, like disappearing and controlling their vibrational rate and yes. interdimensional. Here the Sasquatch is probably banging on the tree laughing at you going look at this stupid human he communicates by the tree he's getting all excited because i'm knocking on the tree yeah. no whatever i've never seen one right i've talked to one you know knock knock but right now did the have you heard back did they did they take the watermelon did they did they find the, the i haven't heard you haven't heard anything? but i, I that, that's something that any any animal would go oh like yeah, watermelon because they chopped it up and everything, right? And the French fries would be gone. Like the birds would come down, and yeah, you would have to put something like up a tree in like a container, mm-hmm. right? And I know people have done that. They'll take like uh, um, small baskets and they'll throw, you know, they'll throw a, a rope mm-hmm. twenty feet over a tree branch, 
and then I'll hoist this basket up full of goodies and they'll go back and you know the peanut butter jar will still be in there but it's empty mm-hmm. like what kind of bear or raccoon says oh, I'll put it back you know right and, yeah, and, and they've too. had and I've seen pictures where Peter has shown me um, peanut butter jars where the whole there was holes punched through the, the lid like a huge thumb or something jeez <laughs> yeah and I, I've tried I'm a big guy I'm fairly strong and I've tried to do it on a, an empty peanut butter jar and I can't stick my thumb through that thing I can so, see you trying well, though I, you know, I'm trying to debunk it right yeah but they and I've heard of uh, people putting like um, Tupperware with food inside up a, up a tree and they go back and the lid's back on you know and it's cleaned out it's almost like oh thanks you know <laughs> fill it back up and see you next time bags of apples or, or whatever so how do you explain that you can't no and what we've all wanted to know is your recent adventure if you've been following the podcast we call her Diane we do call her but it's Diane. a cold case file I don't know whether you want to briefly run through just in case somebody hasn't listened to the previous cast well I, I know that people have been very interested in what I've been talking about and have even got received some messages from some viewers and mm-hmm. uh, I know you've received a lot of messages from people that's right um, so there's a spirit of a young lady who has come to me came to John came to another psychic medium actually a couple more uh, was here in Rachel's dining room you yeah. know a few <laughs> weeks ago when we were talking about her and she went missing 33 years ago she's 25 years old um, up until if maybe when I met John I'd never heard of her uh, I didn't even know about the you know never heard of the little town that she was from and it's not far from here nope about an hour right. hour, hour and a half away so she had come to me and, and the, these other psychic mediums and given all of us the exact same information. Her location, um, details of what the, her killer looked like, what kind of car he drove, where her body was dumped, all sorts of things. And it has become my mission to find this poor girl. And I've been out to this location where I've strongly believe she is because we have uh, uh, the first time I went out there I got EVPs a female saying help me um, I got some other EVPs from a male who I think might be connected to her in some way and Rachel Tony and I went out there not too long ago and we took shovels and rakes and we took some paranormal equipment and we got a lot of responses on the spirit box, mm-hmm. and we got EVPs, but there we got a, uh, mostly a male. Yes. And he's not a nice guy. I think he's a human spirit, but he's just a total ass. Mm-hmm. And I think he's somehow connected to her disappearance. I don't know if he killed her or if he helped to hide her body, because I don't think it was a one-man job. What I'm getting is that whoever killed her it was like a it was one of those things like oh my god I've killed this girl and he panicked right and I think that he called a friend and said listen you know I've 
really screwed up here and I need, I need your help and we you know we got to get rid of this poor girl so I think that this guy and I think that he's passed on since because he's there mm-hmm. and I think that he's been interfering with her now and interfering with us in a way and I don't know how he's figured out to manipulate the energy or whatever but um, I think the reason why he's still interfering is because of the shame that it would bring on his family. Um, because once she was found, I, I really think that the guy who did it would confess. Because I think this has been eating at him. And John and the other psychic mediums felt that as well. That it's been just hmm. taking its toll on this guy for the past 33 years. And he's ready to either confess in person or through a note and maybe swallow a bullet or or whatever and you know what I don't care but I have gone to the police with my information (laughs) and I didn't get run out of the police station the guy was very open-minded and he was kind of interested in it Um, so when Rachel and I Rachel Tony and I were there uh, you were picking up on some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kept, what was something one? Uh, what was the one word that kept coming into your head all the time? Oh boy. Sign. Or, oh yeah. Or. It would, um, that's not the word, but it was no, something like. Like, look for the sign. Yeah. Look for the sign, and then we had the one bird that just kept going, like berserk for a few minutes there, and it was. It's kind of like, is that a sign? Is that yeah, what they're meeting? Was, like, was it the bird trying to tell us, you know, <laughs> that she's over here kind of thing? Okay. But I went back on my own. So I was convinced that she was in the in the, the mud, yep. the swamp, because there was a bunch of rocks that didn't seem like they belonged in this in the water. And it right. almost looked like someone had put this a body there and then piled these rocks on to weigh her down so I went back on my own and I told Rachel where I was going and I put my bathing suit on an old <laughs> pair of shoes that I didn't care about anymore and I liter- literally oh. <laughs> got in this swamp wow. and up to my eyeballs in muck and it was gross but you know what? I got in there, and I was dinging, and the water was freezing for some reason. It's been so hot, but the water was super cold. I don't know if it comes from a spring. And the mud smelled like death. Like, you know what swamp mud. And yeah. it was all over my arms and my, you know, and my legs. And the mud, when I stepped in, the mud was so deep under the water, so thick, that, like, my entire foot sunk in about eight, nine inches. Wow. And it took all my strength every time I took a step to pull my leg out. And I lost my shoe several times. I had to feel <laughs> down there and pull it out. And you know it's like putting a, a wet shoe back on. <laughs> and it was disgusting. And I didn't have any of my paranormal equipment because like, there was no way for me to carry it. And I didn't want to damage it in the marsh or the swamp. But I looked and I looked and I looked. And I did find a bone. But I'm going to uh, take a, a picture and send it off to uh, the police and see what they have to say. We'll see what their 
mm-hmm. forensic pathologist expert says. But it's probably from an animal. Right. Was the bone found where you were looking? Oh, yeah. Or? Yeah. Yeah, like feet away. Okay. So um, one of the, the, the other psychic medium that has been in, involved a little bit, she came to him, and I think I talked about this already when I got the message from him the next morning after she came to me so strongly at home. Uh, I messaged him and I said, listen, I'm at this location. I said, is there anything that you can tell me? Are you picking up on anything? And what he said, he goes, there's an asshole male there. (laughs) And I was like, you're absolutely right. He says, don't mess with him. I said, why not? He says, oh, he's just just a jerk. He says, he'll follow you home. And I said, you know what? He's more than welcome to follow me home. I know people, (laughs) right? And it was funny that this other guy picked up on yeah immediately and he said he said Dan, he, she's there he says I know she's she's there so I'm planning on going back again you know, more the merrier so if you you know <laughs> you got a shovel and but I've you know I know some people had made promises to her and they didn't keep those promises but I said I promise to um, get out there and find you and the other thing is I contacted a lady who owns uh, a kennel and she trains dogs to find bed bugs and all sorts of things and one of her other things is to train them to find cadavers, yeah. cadaver dogs. Cadaver dogs. And I talked to her on the phone and I told her everything. There's no there's no use in me mm-hmm. trying to lie because I'll just look suspicious myself exactly and I told and you know what and she said oh I'll get back to you and you know see blah 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 I haven't heard from her so I thought you know what I don't need you then right I'll I'll continue to do what I've been doing and if I gotta dig up that whole bloody place right (laughs) it's been 33 years but hopefully I'll find her and bring her some peace and has she shown up while we're talking about her no no we've all been busy Mm mm-hmm Lots of adventures, ghosts, Bigfoot, human remains, <laughs> maybe <laughs> that sort of together. thing. Tied it all together. All I need is to get abducted by right. a UFO while I'm out there, and we're good, right? Sounds good to me. <laughs> Here we go. There we go. <laughs> okay, thanks everybody. Yeah, and we'll uh, see you on the next podcast. We will. Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. 